Boom, and we're live. Just like that, Shana. Thick and Sweaty Podcast. Episode number one of the Thick and Sweaty Pod. I think I'm yelling too much. I think the levels are blowing up. I never used this on my old podcast, like the top microphones before. You have to move closer. Otherwise, people won't hear you. That's why I was yelling. Don't yell. Okay. Keep it in check. Um, so this is the first episode of our podcast called Thick and Sweaty, and I feel like right off the bat we should just really get into why it's called Thick and Sweaty. <laughs> so I work in radio, I work in country music radio, and I created an alter ego for myself called Thick Randall. Thick Randall. That was my um, country music uh, career name. Like, remember when Garth Brooks was Chris Gaines? I remember when yeah. Garth Brooks was Chris yeah, Gaines. Yeah, so I'm Thick Randall. For a second, I was off in, like, listener land. I was just listening to you talk like you were on your radio show. Oh. I was like, tell me more. Tell me more about Chris Gaines, that weird <laughs> yeah. pervert. Yeah. And sweaty, the sweaty part of things, comes from Shana and... I got, like, hot flashes. I'm a sweaty bitch. And she gets a sweat mustache. And one morning, when we're driving her to work, I call her Sweaty Murphy. Real nice. So I'm thick. She's sweaty. <laughs> Thick Randall, Sweaty Murphy. That's how this podcast starts. That's how we introduce ourselves to the internet service. Hello, everyone. Hello, internet service. thick and sweaty. Thick and sweaty. Can Stephanie Richard answer 100 questions in five minutes to win the Manitoba money shot? Can Shana Sabbath answer 100 questions in five minutes to win the Manitoba money shot? All this plus one goddamn minute in this episode called... Stephen Richard and Shayna Sabbath shoot on thick and sweat. Guy doing up here in Manitoba. Manitoba, Manitoba. Manitoba. Money Dance. Tell me, move to Manitoba. It's the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Moore. It's one oh, goddamn minute God with Gorilla Brown. Minute. Now here's me. Granola Brown. All right, monologue, jokes. Uh, what did what did the anti-masker say to the other anti-masker? You fucking moron. <laughs> That's right, because you're all fucking morons going down there and just having being so selfish and not being concerned that this is people are gonna get sick and you just would rather, you know, put yourself in front of society. So fuck you. Day four hundred in isolation. I've got no guests, no musical guests. I'm gonna get kicked out of here soon. Oh. Flush of the day? That's a joke. There's no flush of the day. I can't even flush. This toilet's broken. It's been three months of nothing, of shitting in a bag. You don't think I want to go to the forks and hang out and eat a $5 hot dog? Feed the fucking loons? God damn it. See you next week. All right, let's go. The Manitoba Money Shot Podcast. I am the host, Ron George Moore. And today, uh, two for one. We got two for you. It's Thick and Sweaty. Thick, the letter N, Sweaty. It's a podcast that I fell in love with last year. You'll find it at thickandsweaty.podbean.com. Also, Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Um, and they have a new YouTube channel. When I say they, it's Stefan Richard. He's the now country 1047 AM dude, 6 to 10, Stefan Richard Mornings, and his partner is Shayna Sabbath. The two of them have been hosting this show for a while. They have a new YouTube channel, Ever Snack, where they do snack reviews out of Winnipeg. And both of those shows are on Instagram, so you can Google and check them out. It's awesome. Very funny. Great to talk to them. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yes. Stefan Richard here. And yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. We're here and here. there. Here and there. And yeah. in your ears. How you doing? This is great. I get to meet you. This is Yeah. Uh, it's an e-meet, but it's all right. <laughs> I like I I don't mind e-meeting people too. Yeah, but this is for me, you know, as you know, I've listened to all your episodes of your thick and sweaty podcast yeah. and I'm a Which huge is crazy fan to me. Pardon me? I said that's crazy to me. Well, that, people, you know, it's not like a thousand episodes. It's not it's like yeah. 60, 60 close to and yeah, I think uh, it was like fifty-eight or something. Yeah, I came in around 45 or so, and uh, I have a driving job, so I, I get to, an opportunity to listen to podcasts, you know, five okay. days a week, so got to fill those hours, and I'm like, oh, it was great, it was great, just one after another, going right back to the beginning. and Yeah, yeah, and, uh, that's really cool. Yeah, and I, I, loved, uh, uh, I loved the dynamic between you and Sweaty, your, yeah. uh, <laughs> your, your girlfriend, yeah. you guys have a kid together. 
Yep. And at the beginning of an episode one, there was no kid. There was no there <laughs> like, was no baby. I think we did like seven or eight episodes, um, just us, and then we found out we were having a baby. Yeah. And we just we just did it like on a podcast. We just we were like, hey, everybody, surprise. It's so great. Yeah, and the crazy part is, is that me and Shannon made, met each other on an episode of a podcast. We met on an episode of uh, Witch Police Radio. Right. Sam's podcast. Now we have a place and a baby and a life and it's right. crazy. Yeah. We're going to, we always like to start at the beginning uh, with every guest to find out where you're born and what your early life was like. And so we're, we're you were born in Manitoba. Then. Yeah, I was born in Winnipeg here, yeah. Oh, what, yes. what hospital? What hospital? That's always a fun At question. Uh, St. Boniface. Hey, me too. I'm a St. Boniface nice. baby. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And like, were you living in Winnipeg? Yeah, my mom was living here. My grandparents are from out of the city. So, like, my, my mom's dad is from Riverton in the Interlake. Right, yeah. And, and then my mom's mom is from Camperville, which is uh, north of Dauphin. Oh, that's, that's up there. Yeah, so they moved. Uh, my mom was born out of town, um, and they she grew up pretty much like outside of the city. But like when I, she must have been like in high school when she moved to the city. But uh, I was born when she was I think she had just turned twenty two, yeah. so she was only a few years out of out of high school and probably only only in the city for a few years. But um, my dad wasn't in the picture when I was born. I didn't meet my dad until I was a little bit older. Right. Yeah, but. Uh, Early life was just my mom and my grandparents, us in a house. Right. And was Early. that difficult for you? Like, you, did you, no siblings then? Uh, no, not from my mom. I have siblings from my dad, but not from my mom. So uh, it was just me in the house for the first few years until I learned of my siblings, as, you know, as I got a little bit older. How old were you when you connected with your father? Seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But seven, it's like, oh my God, now I have brothers and sisters or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it was... It, yeah, I met my dad when I was seven, and then uh, found out I had two sisters. So I met one sister when I was seven, and then me and my dad fell out of contact again until I was about 13. So I didn't meet my other sister until I was about 13. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so for those first seven years, you're in Winnipeg? Yeah. Okay, yeah. and what, what area of the city? I was uh, in Transcona. So oh. when I was young, I would... Like, my mom and my grandparents lived in Transcona, but my great-grandma, uh, my mom's grandma, lived in the North End. She lived at a, an old folks' home called Kikanan. Okay. It's, uh, like, right across from the Friendship Center and the old Nietzsche Foods, if you know where that is, mm. on on uh, Dufferin. Okay, I know Dufferin. Yeah, yeah. It's just off of Dufferin there. So I used to spend my, my weekends, and my mom, being a single mom, works days or evenings off and on. She would switch, like shift work style. Yeah. So I would spend my time that I didn't have anybody else to watch me with my grandma, which was pretty often. It was like all summer long during summer holidays. Nice. And like, you know, on the weekend sometimes. So right. uh, it was really split between those two places. And you're not really hanging around a lot of kids. or Were, were there any neighborhood kids that you befriended or like uh yeah 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 i had a few i had a few on my block when i was a kid there was like one next door who was i think a year younger than me and then uh one who lived on the corner who was like two years older than me yeah and just because we're kids right we're all playing baseball and hockey together and it was it was never like age was never an issue and i know sometimes for kids age is a big issue like i'm 10 and she's eight and i don't want to play with her kind of thing yeah that's all my kids are at least but you know, um, no, but the, I grew up around a few kids. Yeah, I had some good friends growing up. And I guess you're going to school in Transcona, like elementary? Yeah. yeah. What school? What elementary school? I went to Radisson, which is on Winona. Okay. And then I went to John Gunn for uh, middle school. And then high school, I went to Transcona Collegiate. Oh, so you're all there, the whole the whole. Yeah, all it's all in like one big field. <laughs> yeah, all the schools are together. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you have an interest in a subject at all, or like you said, you were doing sports there? Did you excel at sports in school or mm, music? In when I got to high school, I was doing. I was on a track and field team, and uh, I went to the divisionals and the provincials, throwing a discus. So, like, I was doing a little bit. So I was a little bit involved, but I was never like the big sports star or anything. Right. I just had enough to kind of keep me on track in school and keep me interested. I think. Okay. Okay. But when I got to when, when I got to grade twelve, 
um, I had to wait for my last report card. Like I had to see the, the report card to find out if I would be graduating or not. I, I was just going by the skin of my teeth. I wasn't a star student or star athlete or nothing. Did you get your Prince tattoo in high school? You have a really cool Prince tattoo. Yeah. The love symbol, right? Yeah, I have the love symbol like in the fold of my left elbow. No, I got that when I was a little bit older. Um, and wasn't it... Um, my mom introduced me to Prince. You got it because you became a Prince fan or because your mom was such a Prince fan? Uh, both. Okay. Yeah, I took my mom to the last time Prince came to Winnipeg. And uh, she had, like, the time of her life. She was dancing. She was, uh, I don't want to put her on blast, but she was drunk and dancing and having the greatest time. So uh, awesome. it, was, it was really fun. Like, it was a very fond moment. And you have a few yeah. tattoos. When, when did you get your first one? Mm, I think I was, like, 17, 18. Nice. I got my first one. I got, I got one on my leg. It says uh, uh, pro wrestling in Japanese. Yeah, uh, you're... You got into pro wrestling. Yeah. Were you watching wrestling in your high school, like during high school and those teen years? Yeah, yeah. So like when I was in junior high and high school, that's when the, uh, they call it the attitude era was big. When there was a lot of uh, like, like hardcore violence and like there was girls in bikinis everywhere and people were flipping each other off. Yeah. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin, Vince McMahon era, 98, 99. So that's what was on when I was, like in my adolescence. So I was exposed to a lot through through wrestling alone. There's a documentary called Beyond the Mat. It's a, like a pro wrestling documentary from yeah, maybe like 2000. And uh, it was it was basically like who could sell the most merchandise, WWE or South Park, like at the end of the 90s. So they were just trying to gross each other out in either direction. So I think that's I think that's probably the least PG era that they've had. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I remember I was like astonished like at what they were showing because I when I loved I loved wrestling in like the 80s and early 90s, you know, like yeah, Hulk yeah. Hogan when it was more of a circus and everyone had an animal they would bring in the ring. You yeah, know? yeah. And then it got hardcore pretty quick. And that's what you were doing. You were doing some hardcore wrestling that I saw like uh, yeah. clips yeah. in the CWE. Is that right? Yeah, the CWE was a, a it, it, it's still a company that, that runs in Winnipeg mainly but they tour pretty much nationally. So, um, well, yeah, I was doing a lot of CWE from the like 2009 from the time they started because uh, they were they were started like during a time when there was not a lot of wrestling. There was kind of like a dry spell. Yeah. So once they jumped in, I kind of just stuck with them for a bit. But I wrestled in a bunch of promotions in a bunch of places. So. Yeah, you started in uh, 2002. I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken. Uh, and you were 15 years old. Yeah. Holy shit. 15, man. That's crazy. It's, My it's son crazy is like... You'd be allowed to do it at 15. I know. That's what I think. I, and the crazy part is I started training when I was 13. <laughs> so, wow. like, they were letting me do all the pro wrestling moves when I was, like, 13 years old. And my son is going to be 11 in a few months. So the idea of him doing that in two years is a big no-no for me. Yeah. Yeah, like, not a chance. Mm -hmm. but, but, yeah, but there's... it's. Because it's entertainment, it there's no commission. There's nobody that oversees everything. It's kind of like the Wild West. So right. if they can get money out of a 15-year-old's parents, like, they'll take it. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. And for – so 15, you are in high school, or and you're, you're doing – Yeah, grade 10. Shows. What kind of character were you back then? When you're 15, you really have no concept of the world or, like – the nuances of society to like pick up on as a character. So yeah. I was just a, like a young kid that wrestled in like these short black boots that like cost me a hundred bucks. And I was nothing special. I was right. just kind of a guy that went out there and did moves. I but think at one point. Have, you'd have to be a baby face or a heel, right? Like one yeah. of the, you would lean towards heel. Yeah. I was a heel for, cause I wrestled for I would, 13 years. I was, there was a good span where I was very actively involved, mm -hmm. but yeah, when you're young and it was just, uh, there's, there's not really any character. It's just, yeah, it was just kind of like a guy going out there doing moves and it, there's nothing memorable about it. I'm sure. Oh shit. The moves are insane. You guys were doing like, <laughs> it's like, it's like stunts that are, are, uh, like you kind of, if you're watching them, you go, you, you can kind of feel it yourself. It's so, 
devastating. It looks like yeah. the pain was just must have been massive at times. Like it's yeah, obviously were, not fake. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, it's, it's yeah, I would, that's it's kind of a dirty word when people say it's fake, but it's not like there's nobody going out there trying to hurt me. Is right. is how it goes. It's like we're going out with the understanding of we're trying to entertain people. So I'm giving you my body. You're giving me your body. Let's please respect each other and not hurt each other. Yeah. Because like it, like if I drop you on your head and you're paralyzed for the rest of your life, if you know, for 20 bucks at some kind of small bar show, Oh yeah. It's not really worth it. You know? Yeah. But you did a lot of the scene. Like I saw you did some soaring. Uh, yeah. In- I did a few, I did a few crazy things in my day, but uh, at the same time, I was always very smart about it. I wouldn't do it more than more than once a year kind of thing. Like right. I would bring it out on a big event or something. But if I was wrestling a small show in a small town, it's very conservative on my end. There's a lot of uh, yammering with the crowd and a lot of, uh, you know, trying to oh, get as much out of as little as possible for as sure. an entertainer. Yeah. And yeah. what- you were, did you just go by your own name, or what, did you have a wrestling name? Uh, well, there was a name that was kind of assigned to me when I was young. It was Donnie Douglas. I don't know. I Maybe I just looked like some kind of young kid. Right. I don't know. But uh, And then it be, eventually it became Stefan Epic, and then that's kind of the one that people, you know, flip-flop in between, but that's the more recent one that people remember. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, do you miss it? I, I do miss the entertainment part, but yeah, not the bumps and the bruises. Yeah, you have a, a list of all the injuries you, that have, uh, you've had, you've sustained over the years, and it's just like that—that that can't be. The, yeah, and like the crazy part is, those are the those are the ones that I remember because they still bother me a little bit. Yeah, but there's been other ones, you know, where there's been like a big open wound or like a eye swollen shut, you know. Oh God. Yeah, so it's. Those ones that I died happen, you know, on, on accident, but like I still feel a broken back seven years later. Oh, yeah. Mean. It's hard to uh, to ignore those pains when they arise from time to time. Let's talk about your, your uh, yeah, podcasting as I get older. career. Uh, yeah. You've done podcasts, you've done a few podcasts, and you're, of course, you're at the uh, New Country Station now. What got you? Yeah. Were you listening to podcasts back in before you were doing a podcast? Yeah, so I remember looking for what I didn't realize were podcasts on, um, if you remember iTunes U, if you remember like iTunes, maybe like, yeah, yeah, there would be like university lectures you could go listen to. Right. So they would have, yeah, they would have like a lecture on like uh, Roman history from point A to point B, and you could just download it and listen to the lecture and learn all about it, even if you weren't a student, so... I was listening to those and I really enjoyed those. And then I found out that uh, like podcasts were happening and it was basically the same thing, except a little more listener friendly directed, you know what I mean? But I'm still learning and listening to things. And that's, that's kind of what got me into podcasting. Was ever sick your first show? I also, yeah, uh, that was your first show you decided to do. Yeah. And you're just doing it out of your apartment or did you have a studio? No, I had a friend, um, do a documentary on me one time he just wanted because he was a filmmaker and i said hey i'm going to chicago to do something do you want to just follow me on the trip and we can document it you can do something with it and uh so that's what we did and the whole trip we went on it was like nine or ten days we listened to podcasts and he kept telling me he's like you should do a podcast you should do a podcast you should do a podcast like at least twice a day he would tell me Right. And then when we got back, when we got back off the trip, like a week later, he's like, hey, let's do this podcast thing. Like, I'm not, he, he's basically telling me to do it. He's <laughs> right. like going to drag me there and make me do it. And yeah. that's pretty much what happened. And then I found out that, like, I like to think that I'm okay at it. It's just something, I guess, just, you know, naturally curious or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of came easy to me, so... I think like doing the first few, it was easy to pick up on. And I, it was kind of, kind of in a way like wrestling, like where I can, um, there's me and a person and I'm about to interview the person and I can take them anywhere I want to go in this conversation. 
with like a desired destination of having learned more about the person or uh, found out more about a certain topic. You know what I mean? So I found the similarities in that and wrestling and being able to go to a ring with another person and kind of take the crowd wherever I wanted them to go. Like I can make them boo when I want. I can make them cheer for that guy when I want. So it was very much the same notion in my head easy navigation and i was able to kind of figure it out and i just kind of stuck with it from there right okay you like being the captain yeah (laughs) of the ship so what do you remember what podcast you were listening to on that trip before you got in this i think it was we listened to a lot of uh bigfoot podcasts because that's what my friend roger's really into it just it was a lot of interview style stuff yeah and we're talking ever sick too this is the first podcast you you put out ever sick yeah. How'd they come up with the name? Like, that's was that all uh, your uh, your buddy Roger, right? Roger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it's kind of like it's kind of like a slang term in the indigenous community. It's it's kind of like an exclamation, like "Oh wow," or oh. you know, "Good job." It's like "Oh, ever sick," nice. but it's kind of like in a joking delivery of like "Wow, you're kind of full of it," kind of thing. Yeah. So that's just, it was just what we threw on the podcast. I didn't think anything of it. And then people just kind of like associate me with that term when it comes to podcasting now. So was it your, you were hosting it exclusively? Yeah, it was just, it was just me hosting, but Roger was like there pretty much for all of them. Okay. Was he, cause you're also doing another podcast too. I, I think at the same time, APTN's Digital Drum. That's yeah. a podcast as well? Yeah, there was a podcast um, the ABT and the, the television network had an online presence with music because they, they were hosting a lot of music on their site or interviewing a lot of musicians. So this like wing of APTN became digital drama. It was like an online music service and there was a lot of, uh, music video debuts and things like that on it. Right. And they listened to one of my ever sick podcasts I did with this guy called Dreesus. He's a rapper. Dreesus. Out of, uh. Yeah, he's a rapper out of uh, Saskatoon. And they heard me interview him and they messaged me and they're like, hey, we there's a podcast opportunity. If you want to come talk about it, like you can interview us about it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I drove down to APTN, took my recording equipment and interviewed a couple of the people who work there about uh, the digital drum project. And then they were basically like, hey, we like that. Do you want to do ours? Wow, that's cool. Yeah, and then I hosted a, a, a music podcast for them. Uh, that's, and so you are juggling. You're doing two at the same time now. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing two at the same time, plus work, plus being a dad, plus, like, just life. Right, yeah. yeah. Which one lasted longer? I, I, ever sick? you went for, like, a few hundred? Yeah, I went for, like, two and a half years, I think. Okay. And then the APTN one, we did two seasons, and I think there was 12 episodes per season. Mm-hmm. And then Digital Drum changed into like a different, something more than just music. It kind of went in a different direction. So okay, they just, yeah. And I got a, I got the job in radio right at the same time as their podcast ended. So oh, that's it was, timing. yeah, it was a very busy, very busy period. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> this is actually kind of funny because I just wanted to talk about Thick and Sweaty and what, why, when, why did it start? When, what made you decide to start, uh, the, uh, the, your podcast with uh, um, well we were doing like the Manitoba Pun Fest me Sam from Witch Police and Roger who was the guy that started my podcast the three of us started it okay. out of Roger's basement one time because me and Sam just did an episode and I said you know what we ought to be really getting together more with like more people doing podcasts and then it just kind of developed into having like meetings yeah. and then because me and Shana met at a uh, Witch Police like podcast episode, she came with me one time to like one of the Podfest meetings. Like we had a monthly meeting where we'd hang out and drink coffee. Right. And she came and then it, it kind of developed into like, oh, maybe I'd like to do one. So we just started just, you know, as like trial and error just to do it to see if kind of if not only she could do it, but we could do one together. And it just kind of rolled on. Yeah. It always sounded like you guys are having a great time, which was really cool. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, as I, yeah, you you did snack reviews on the show, uh-huh. and that's something that you still do. Like uh, you have, you're currently doing like a snack review channel or something like that. Yeah. So 
like the whole thing, the whole idea of the snack review started when I had the Ever Sick podcast because my friend James, who did a podcast as well called Loose Ropes Wrestling, would go on his Instagram and eat a bag of chips and then just write this really long paragraph, very descriptive and very specific yeah. about what he liked and didn't like about the snack. So that developed into me doing one on my Ever Sick podcast called the James Corba Memorial Snack Review. Even though James wasn't dead, I wanted to call it the Memorial Snack Review. So that's what we did. And then that developed into me asking Shana one time, I was like, hey, we should review a snack on the podcast. And then it just became a regular thing. And now we started a YouTube channel slash Instagram where we're like, I have one that I'm recording today. It's for Snyder's pretzel pieces. Right, okay, cool. I'm just going to open it and eat it. It's uh, Ever Snack, so it's based off of the Ever Sick podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't name it. Shannon named it, but it was Mark, based off of that. You moved from NCI to New Country? New Country is not NCI? Or... Yeah, Now Country. It's, uh, now Country. It's all, yeah, it's the same company. It's like it's just sister station. I, I work upstairs on the station. And then NCI is on the main floor, so it's okay. just it's just two different floors in the building. What, what do you what do you enjoy about working there? Uh, I I like working in a place where it's kind of small. It's not corporate radio, like a lot of places designate NCI and now Country as like community radio, because we got a I, I, I it's been described to me as kind of like a different kind of license. Like we're not in the ratings or anything because of our status. Really? But, okay. Yeah, so it's uh, it's like in a very small feel. It's not a huge corporate station. I did a practicum out of school at a corporate station, and I walked in one day and like fifty people had been fired. So, yeah, it was it was crazy. So, I I'm kind of grateful that I'm still working at you know where I'm working. Yeah, yeah. I remember you were telling that story on your podcast about how I think someone uh, in a, a floor below you. Uh, got coronavirus yeah so the first i i positive like because the the person who passed away the first person in the province yeah was two floors below us and like when they announced the first passing in the province like we all got memos at our door like that were signed by um not only the building owners but like the managers of all the buildings in the, in like the same agency. It was, yeah. it, it was pretty crazy. Oh, absolutely. I remember hearing, yeah. going, oh my God, cause I'm a courier. So I'd, you know, be going to all these apartment building, buildings all over the city. And I was just, yeah. Like, every time I walked through a door, I was like, oh, I remember the first two weeks, I kept changing my gloves and, you know, like hand sanitizer, like crazy, but to actually have a case in your building, I was like, oh. Yeah. Boy, like the first person to, to pass away too. So it was very scary in the building because um my mom and shana's mom we all live in the same complex so there's like a group of buildings yeah. we all live in the same group of buildings so it's very easy for us to go see each other so once that the the coronavirus hit in the building like we couldn't go from one suite to another just out of safety purposes so yeah. we couldn't see my like we couldn't my daughter couldn't see her grandparents for like two weeks yeah, even though they're you know they're like a hundred feet away, for sure. That's the only way to. That was the only way to do it at the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Is it like a final kind of question? Sure. When everything gets gets back to normal, what kind of places or businesses are you looking forward to enjoying? You know, going back to and sitting in there, or the shopping, or restaurants, whatever. Um, we were talking about this not too long ago, me and Shana were about, you know, wanting to go to comedy shows, wanting to go to Rumors or Wee Johnny's and just, you know, you yeah. know, have a Diet Coke and just watch some stand up or something. Right. You know, find a babysitter and just do, take care of like, take care of us for the night. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It would be fun. Yeah. You're, you uh, go to Rumors a lot. You've seen some good comedians there. Yeah, I've seen some, I've seen a few good ones there. I, like I, I did stand up for like a year doing like open mics and stuff. So I like I became friends with a lot of the guys over that year because I'm in radio and they have shows to promote. So a lot of the guys would just hit me up and say, "Hey, I got uh, I'm doing a weekend at Rumors. Can I come down and talk to you?" And I'm like, "Absolutely." So I made friends with a lot of those guys. 
And, you know, I'm still friends with some of them. <clears throat> but yeah, I would go down to rumors anytime, anytime that I heard a comedian on a podcast that I really liked, I would yeah. go see them. Right, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like in the last few years, I've been really lucky. I've seen uh, Tom Green, uh, Doug oh. Stanhope there. I was like, oh, my God. Doug yeah. Stanhope amazing. Yeah. Uh, Steve-O was there one time a couple years ago, yeah, too. And it was, there's a whole bunch. Yeah. Pretty good. Norm MacDonald, I think, was there. Or I know. Yeah, he they get some uh, good stuff in there. So yeah, it's, it's a good place to go. And We Johnny's, too. We Johnny's has the best of the local shit. And uh, yeah. Man, well, can't wait for that place to start up again. Because it wasn't just one night. It was like, you know, basically... It was like five, six nights a week, yeah. I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so it was, right. really, it was really cool. And I, I really want to get back to those places. All right, Stefan Richard, here we go. We got 100 Good. questions coming at you. It's the Manitoba yeah. Money Shot. And what's going to happen is rapid-fire questions. You have to answer as quick as you can. The idea is to get 100 done in five minutes. 90% have to be true. So you just can't rattle off any gibberish. It has to be somewhat uh, relate to the question. Uh, on average, yeah. it's like usually you want to get the question and answer out within three seconds. Uh, so, yeah. Any questions about this? No, I'm good, man. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. It's, some of them could be fill in the blank. It could be this or that. But um, they're all pretty easy. Let's do it. Stefan Richard, your money shot is... <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. If you're looking for $4.08, you came to the right place, Jack. What you gonna do when the money shot puts the leg drop on you, brother? All right, no good. Let me try Macho Man. Oh, yeah! Name a Winnipeg movie theater. Uh, Odeon. Name a Winnipeg bar. The Lid. Name a Winnipeg restaurant. Uh, we Johnny's. Johnny Name Name a Winnipeg Park. Kildonan. Name a Winnipeg Band. Uh, Hot Life Guys. Pick a number between 1 and 10. 4. Broccoli or cauliflower? Broccoli. Bananas or apples? Bananas. Rice or potato? Potato. Favorite salad dressing? Raspberry vinaigrette. Girls just want to have what? Cigarettes. <laughs> Favorite soup? Tomato with tons of crackers. Boys don't what? Uh, um, boys don't take accountability. Come on, nice. Name a Grammy winner. Uh, Eric Badu. Name an Oscar winner. Tom Hanks. What would you buy at Dollarama? Uh, Diet Coke. How do I like my coffee? Double double. <laughs> no, but favorite subject in school? Social studies. Name a movie you've purchased. Just in general? Yeah. Uh, Space Jam. Name a member of the band Kiss. Gene Simmons. Name a Star Wars droid. Uh, I've never seen Star Wars. Oh, fuck. Uh, what do, but you don't know. Okay, whatever. <laughs> what do you bring to the beach? Cowell. Name a John. Uh, Goodman. Name a Betty. White. Name a Chris. Stapleton. Name a Sarah. Uh, O'Connor. Name a Beastie Boy. Uh, Adrock. What goes in the freezer? Meat. Name, some, name something round. Ball. Do you have a driver's license? You better believe it. Do you have a fishing license? Mm, don't need one. Do you have a hunting license? Don't need one. Name a painting. Uh, Mona Lisa. Name a book. Fried green tomatoes. Name a record album. Uh, Love Gun. Name a film. Sopranos. Our Sopranos good for Godfather. <laughs> Name a breakfast cereal. Uh, uh, Cocoa Pebbles. Good. What do you put in an omelet? Cheese. Name a Marvel superhero. Halfway through. Marvel, goddamn. We gotta pick it up. I don't know. I don't know Marvel or DC. Iron Man. Name a DC superhero. That was the next one. Not Iron Man. Iron Man. <laughs> what, what do you put on toast? Uh, Wolverine. Okay. Butter. Wolverine. Butter. Uh, what's, name, name, give me a sport that has a racket. Badminton. How often do you shave? Like once a week. If Can you that. play guitar? No. Can you play piano? No. Can you play drums? Sometimes. Can you play a brass instrument? No. Can you sing? 
No. Uh, uh, name a 3D movie. Uh, Spider-Man. Name a black and white movie. Uh, Wizard of Oz. Name a science fiction movie. Star Wars. <laughs> name an 80s comedy. Caddyshack. Then name a baseball movie. Major League. Name something blue. Uh, blueberries. Name something red. Red berries. <laughs> name something green. <laughs> green berries. <laughs> name something yellow. Uh, Basmati rice. Name something brown. Uh, my table. Name something purple. My shoes. Name something pink. My daughter's headband. Where do you find a flag? Uh, Capitol Hill. How much money in your pocket? None. Name a DJ. One minute left. You gotta hurry it's up. Burpee. Last plate. Last place you ordered pizza. Pizza Hotline. What toppings are on that pizza? Uh, chicken, cheese, green pepper. Can you cook? Sort of. Can you dance? Yes. Can you juggle? No. Can you whistle? Yes. What would you name a horse? Roger. Hired cake. Pie. Plane or train? Train. Bacon or sausages? Neither. Favorite fruit? 30 seconds. Uh, banana. Favorite vegetable? Asparagus. Ooh, name a Manitoba city. Oof. Dallas. Name a Manitoba town. Dallas. <laughs> name a Manitoba road. Uh, Highway 59. Name a lake. Manitoba. Last concert attended. Uh, Brooks and Dunn. Name a Winnipeg Jet. Dale Harchuk. Name a Blue Bomber. Uh, Chris Walby. Name a Winnipeg Mayor. Sam Cates. Name a business on Corner Avenue. Uh, ah, crappers. <laughs> ah, what are you going to do? Listen, Stefan, this has been great. Uh, thanks a lot for doing the show. As I said, I'm a huge fan. I can't wait to, to hear the next Thick and Sweaty and uh, hear you as I'm driving to work in the morning. And Yeah, other than that, uh, we're good, man. Yeah, man, take care. Are rolling again. Shana Sabbath. How hello, you doing? hello. Hi. Nice to meet you. Um, super. Nice to meet you too. I wrote down two things. Like if I had an opportunity to discuss you with you, I wrote down two things. Sure. And one of them was having the three names like a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You got uh, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, who would be another one? John Wayne Gacy's. All right, maybe it's John Wayne Gacy. That's enough. <laughs> well, he's so big, so famous, I can understand. Yeah. We were talking a little before, and I was just telling you, like, I'm a huge fan of Thick and Sweaty podcast. Oh my God, it's so great. It was such a great summer why. last year. <laughs> such a great summer when I started getting into your show and going back from the beginning and listening to it. It was just so much fun. Uh, not only with the raunch of your show, but <laughs> growing or, or watching the show grow and your relationship grow from uh, living together and having a child together, you and uh, Stefan. So I uh, just wanted to say thank you for that. That was, it's been uh, so entertaining listening to you guys. Huh. That's cool. I never thought about that perspective because yeah, you really would see um, the evolution of our relationship. We started that podcast like after dating for three months, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, I want to yeah. get into like how you started, when you decided that, but at the beginning of the show, I always like that, you know, find out where you're from and how you got here. So where, where are you from? I know you're not, you're, you weren't born in Manitoba. Yeah. Uh, my parents met, they were living in California. My dad's from California. My mom is from Winnipeg. Oh, really? Um, she okay. had moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was just born over the border <laughs> in, in Mexico just for uh, financial reasons, I think. Whoa, uh, so it's cheaper my, to have the delivery. Nice. Yeah. My mom also tells this story that my dad had uh, somehow pissed off their doctor in California at the last minute. And so she couldn't go back there. So I don't know. The choice was to go to Tijuana. So that's where I was born. Um, Then moved here when I was very small, when I was about four years old. I grew up in East Kildonan. 
and currently live in North Kildonan, so didn't get too far. Um, from east to north, okay. Yeah, no, I spent a good many years living in the downtown West Broadway area, all of my 20s and early 30s. Um, I'm 37 now. Right. I've I moved back to North Kildonan when I was about, I guess, 32 or 33. Never Uh, expected to end up back here, but here we are. Schools. Give me your elementary, your junior, and your high. Hey, elementary. I went to Sherwood. It doesn't really exist anymore. Junior high. I went to Monroe. It still exists on Monroe. Yeah. And for high school, I went to Miles Mac. Were you a good student? Yeah, I was a good student. I cared a lot about, uh, I don't know, succeeding. I cared a lot about having the best grades and doing the best in everything. And so, yeah, I always had good grades. And were, so that means you're, uh, were you involved in a lot of school activities? Like uh, Yeah, I did every sports team that there was. And uh, big athletic, okay. You're doing like yeah, the running, and like, track and field. Yeah. Uh, what about? Yeah, <laughs> I did everything. If you admit, I did it. Um, except in high school, I wasn't on the football team because you know there was the vagina. Yeah, <laughs> vagina. No. <got> away. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what about arts? Like, were you doing theater? Were you in the drama program or doing any plays? Or- I took drama in high school and I was a big band nerd. I was like a classic overachiever. I did everything that I possibly could. What instrument? I was no good. I played the flute and the saxophone. They had similar fingering, so they were really easy to switch from one to the other. Right. So flute, you start with the flute because that's what they get you to start with. And then when you decide you want to earn a little bit of street cred, you switch over to saxophone. It's a lot of band kids do the exact same thing. Really? I don't get the, why Why is it more street cred? I don't, why is it more? Because expensive? imagine... <laughs> You're a 13-year-old boy and you play the flute. Now tell people that you play the flute. (laughs) Okay. Right? Right? You've got to play a saxophone. And there's something, I don't know, there's something about being pigeonholed with like a girly instrument. Girly, Mm -hmm. right? That makes you want to like, no, I can play saxophone like the boys. And then you do that. I see. And you kick their asses at it. Yeah. so you're doing a lot of sports and you're in band. I imagine you're doing a lot of traveling. You're, you're going on field trips, yeah. competitions yeah. and whatnot. Yep. And uh, how, how were those? Uh, were they exciting as I heard? Because I never went on a lot of them, but I heard it was a lot of like, you have a chaperone, but they don't give a shit. And so you're partying and drinking in your rooms, you know, that kind of thing. Was there a lot of partying? Yes and no. Um, like... When I was young, it was just really, really exciting to travel, like to go on like the band trip with school was fun. And I was a good kid, remember, like I was a good student. I didn't do any, like I wasn't into drinking or drugs or any of that stuff. I was just into like getting A's and getting gold medals. You wanted to shine. Um, Yeah, hell yeah. I don't know why. I probably need to talk to a psychologist about that. Um, but yeah, band trips were just fun for like traveling. It's cool to see stuff outside of the city, even if you're just going to Brandon, which is where the band trips were. Um, yeah, but eventually when I was an older teenager and we were traveling and at this point, like it was, I was really succeeding well in fencing. So I was traveling everywhere in the States and around the world. Um, actually that's great. Yeah. You start to. What's you, that? You bring up the fencing, and I know that you, you you went through competitions and traveled. Did the fencing start in high school? Yes, fencing started. Uh, I started fencing when I was around 13, but I started, like, really competing around 16, 17, um, and into my 20s. Uh, so, yeah, just really in those formative years when you start wanting to, you know, have a little sip of something. Yeah. And then go a little too far and miss an airplane. <laughs> that almost happened to me one time, but the chaperones cared. And, you know, to a certain extent, you're like a competitive athlete. You care a little bit. You just wait till that's done. And then yeah. you go off the rails. As soon as right. you're done your competition, you go fucking crazy. Then you can celebrate. I, yeah, I yeah, okay. yeah. But you're a good kid until then. Right. And, okay, so mm-hmm. getting into your fencing years when you're you're competing and traveling 
uh, what were some of the locations you, you went to, to, to compete? I went to, um, uh, like for countries I've competed yeah. in Cuba, Germany, Poland, Hungary, France, Italy, Turkey, wow. uh, the States. A lot of times I'm sure it was like in and out, like you're there for the competition. You don't get a lot of chances to sightsee, right? Yeah. That was always the bullshit part of it because you would end up going to, for whatever reason, all the competitions were never in like the big hub city that you wanted to see. Like you were in uh, Germany, but I was in a town called Koblenz and it wasn't like Frankfurt or any of like, you know, like Berlin or any of the really cool cities. Right. And you spend all your time just sort of preparing for your competition and you can't leave the hotel because <laughs> you're like, you're young and you're there for a, a reason and the coaches and like the chaperones and stuff are, are watching you right. <laughs> so you can't go and explore too much because it's there for a specific reason and you don't it's not a vacation you don't spend two weeks and sightsee right right so while it's cool because you do get that exposure to the different cultures and uh yeah just seeing different topography even like it's cool when you go to somewhere that doesn't look like where you're from oh, yeah. um yeah it's it's not the same as a vacation <laughs> and what, yeah. what was the reason for you uh hanging up the foil <laughs> honestly i i got into a state of deep depression <laughs> really um wow yeah you got into a deep depression about uh not winning competitions or what no no I had I had moved away from Winnipeg I moved to Montreal for a year and I found myself very very homesick in that time and in that time my dad passed away and I found myself just really not motivated to do much of anything so it just kind of took the back seat for me and I never really got back on it yeah okay okay do you still have a foil around the house for intruders? Or? No, I sold all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I needed money, so I got rid of all of that stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Whose idea was it for you two to, to start a podcast? Um, I can't really remember whose idea it was, um, but it was one of those days where you're like, what should we do? I don't know. Go out, see a movie eat food again it was just one of those things where we were texting each other just random ideas for things we could do and I can't remember if it was me or him that suggested uh record a podcast but that one won because it was the cheapest (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah you know (laughs) that's really cool so it's kind of a mutual thing I would encourage other couples to do the same you just put out an episode Two days ago, three days ago, and it was like a six month gap or something like that. It was a long time. Well, yeah, it was our first, uh, the last one we did was mid December. So, however long that is. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was exciting to hear Phil Collins again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had actually recorded a few that never made it up because I don't know, we just didn't like it. It's like sometimes it feels forced and you're just like reaching for things to talk about. Yeah. Um, and life has just been so boring, not boring. We got a, we have a baby, but like, Nothing's happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just that stuck and... in our apartments. Do you think you'll be getting out, pumping out more regular episodes of Thick and Sweaty Podcasts, or it's just going to be one of those things like when you get around to it? Because yes, you are a, a well, a relatively new mom. You have a full time mm-hmm. job, so I know you're balancing your work and day schedule with Stefan. So, yeah, a whole lot of time for it. I would like to. I feel like maybe because I'm back out in the world now. Cause like I was really, really, really sequestered for the past year because of uh, coronavirus paranoia combined with new mom paranoia. Like there was fucking nothing happening for me the past year. But now that I'm forced to go back into the world um, at work and I'm actually interacting with some people that aren't Stefan. <laughs> I feel like maybe I can do this again. Like maybe I'll come up with something to talk about. I don't know. 
like there's things happening like all the conversations are just him and me or they have been just me and him for the past year but now i can bring up stuff that i talk about with other people with him yeah so basically i hope we can do it more regularly again Uh, i'm not counting on it though because life is fucking it's so busy like i get home from work at five and then i make supper by the time i've made supper i've eaten supper then it's time to put the baby asleep. That takes a fucking hour because she refuses to sleep. I don't know why. It's the greatest thing in the world. Right. And then by the time she's asleep, it's time for me to go to sleep. And you gotta, Yeah, you got to get those hours in when you can. I don't understand how people do anything besides work and eat when they have children. Like, how do you do it? Yeah, you just you have to rely with on the kindness of uh, your family and people around Ugh. you who can help you out as best they can, you know. But they're all the worst. <laughs> <laughs> My family, ugh. No, um, also, okay. uh, uh, Eversnack is this thing now. You got to start a YouTube channel. You got a couple of videos on there. You're testing snacks. It's something you did on the show quite frequently. Yeah. Test snacks. Um, yeah, that was always the most enjoyable part. <laughs> right. um, s- snacks is something that Steph and I do every day. So I figured we should be able to fit that in. <laughs> yeah, So exactly. Yeah, but I found I find that editing... Have you ever done video editing? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I, yeah? I've made a lot of movies with... Uh, just with my own kids. I do a lot of video editing, yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. That's cool. I find it tedious and boring yeah so, so i think i've kind of decided to just switch to a format format of like a short unedited video on the instagram right i like i would like to do the youtube but it's just it's time consuming and i just don't think i'm good at it like you watch the two videos that we have up i edited those oh good <laughs> aren't they horrible no they're not horrible no not at all the framing is actually really nice oh wow thanks gotta have good framing there's all these little things that you don't think is important but in the end yeah yeah. totally important Mm. oh that's youtube but the thumbnail everyone's like you gotta have a good thumbnail you have to have a clickbait title and all this shit you know well uh i think it's time for the money shot are you ready uh you're good no i have a question oh yeah the second question that i had prepared for you is what is a money shot because for me that's you know what a money shot is yes (laughs) It is okay. the, uh, that special moment of ejaculation, generally. Yeah, on, it's the special stars, moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, particular, like, face or wherever. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. that's what, so, I think in popular culture, the term money shot uh, <laughs> means, like, the best part of something. Like, if you're watching oh, a movie, okay. and uh, what's a good movie example? Uh, where Jaws eats the Debbie boat. does Dallas. <laughs> well, I don't even care. Besides porn. Like, if you're watching... Oh, okay. uh, in Star Wars, when Luke actually fires the two things and they go in the hole and the Death Star explodes, that's the money shot of Star Wars, right? So, so the Death Star is like the metaphorical cum shot. Yes, <laughs> sure. Gotcha. Okay, good. Shayna Sabbath, your yes. money shot. Six bucks. And 12 cents, and 12 cents, hail Satan. Name a movie theater. Silver City. Name a Winnipeg bar. Um, uh, The Empire. Name a Winnipeg I know it doesn't exist anymore. That's okay. Smitty's. Name a Winnipeg park. Coronation Park. Name a Winnipeg band. Uh, Grandpa's Army. That's what you said. Good answer. Pick a number between one and ten. Ten. Broccoli oh, wait. or cauliflower? Damn it, I fucked it up. No, you're fine. Broccoli or cauliflower? Broccoli all day long. Bananas or apples? Apples. Fuck a banana. Rice or potato? <laughs> Potatoes. Your favorite salad dressing? Ooh, Italian. Favorite soup? Fuck soup. Soup is salty water. Girls just want to have what? Chocolate, I guess. Boys don't what? Bathe? <laughs> Name a Grammy winner. Um, Usher. Name an Oscar winner. Uh, Meryl Streep. 
What would you buy at Dollarama? Uh, pregnancy tests. <laughs> really? How, how do you like? <laughs> how do you take a coffee? They work. Ooh, two cream, two sweeteners. Uh, favorite subject in school? English. Name a movie you purchased. I purchased um, seven. Name a member of the band Kiss. Fucking Gene Simmons. Name a Star Wars droid. Um, R uh, R two. Wait, no, wait, yeah. Uh, what's that other one? C three PO. Good. Uh, what do you bring to the beach? Um, lasagna. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> Name a John. John. Yeah, any John. I'm not a prostitute. I can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My dad, John Sabbath. Name a Betty. Betty, uh, Betty Rubble. <laughs> yeah, name a Chris. Chris Hanna. Name a Sarah. Sarah, who's the one with the puppies in the video? Pop that one. Puppies in it. Yeah. Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Name a Beastie <laughs> Boy. Um, Ad Rock. Nice. Uh, what goes in the freezer? Ice creams. Name something round. Boobs. Do you have a driver's license? <laughs> yes. Do you have a fishing license? No. Do you have a hunting license? Hell no. Hell no. Name a painting. I have a license to ill. Um, <laughs> Starry Night. Name a book. <coughs> the Bible. The Bible. Name a record album. <coughs> Which one? A record album. A reggae album? Uh, a well, a any record album. album. A record. Name a record or a record album. <laughs> a record album. Um, I don't know. Our, uh, uh, Clumsy by Our Lady Peace. Name a film. Any film. Schindler's List. Name a breakfast cereal. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. What do you put in an omelet? Nothing. I don't eat eggs. They smell like farts. <laughs> Name a Marvel superhero. Uh, Marvel superhero. Spider-Man? Uh, yes. Name a DC superhero. Um, One Superman? Yes. Superman? What do you put on toast? Uh, eggs. Butter. Uh, what? Name Not a eggs. Name a sport with a racket. Racket ball. How often do you shave? <laughs> Never. <laughs> What's that? Never. 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 Stefan asked me yesterday. Oh, yes, I play guitar. Not can, well. Can you play piano? I can play piano. Not well. Can you play drums? No. Can you sing? No, I try though. Name a black and white movie. Um, uh, The Artist. Name a 3D movie. Dear Lord, I saw Jurassic Park in 3D. That was awesome. Okay, mm -hmm. name a science fiction movie. Ten seconds. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> sure. Name an 80s movie. Movie from the 80s. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club is right, but unfortunately, that is the time. Sorry. I'm sweating. <laughs> well, that's you. You're. What have you done to me, Ronald George Moore? See, I have this desire. So, like, I guess there's a stereotype uh, about people um, of half of my ethnic background talking during movies a lot. Um, and Stefan uh, makes fun of me for talking a lot. But it's like, if somebody says something and I have a point that I want to make about it, I'll, I just want to say it. So every question that you're asking, I wanted to talk more about. Yeah. <laughs> I had to stop myself from doing it. I have follow-up questions and information to give you, you know? Shana, thanks for, for doing the show. This has been great. When we first discovered that you had listened to us at all, we were like very excited that someone we didn't know had listened to our podcast. <laughs> and it's, I don't know, it was very heartwarming for us. Thank you. Later. Cool. Bye.
Hey, thanks for listening. Make sure you tell your friends and family to check out the Manitoba Money Shot podcast, where on SoundCloud, also on iTunes, on Stitcher, and Amazon. Follow the Manitoba Money Shot podcast on Twitter and Facebook, and we have an account on YouTube. Also, you can check out uh, patreon.com backslash Ronald George Moore. Help me out with a monthly donation. You get access to all the Tuesday tangles, all the Wednesday whack-offs, all the Friday foreplays, and a lot more. And remember, don't take five. Take what you want. <laughs>